the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, Tumnus tells Lucy that Aslan is not a tame lion, but he is a good lion. We see similar shadows in the life of Samson. Join us. Way of Grace, Pastor Jesse, next. Grace Bible Church in Hayward and online at grace-bible.com. Welcome to Way of Grace. We are back in Judges looking at Samson's revenge, all for God's glory. We're looking at the method that Christ uses to confound, and he does so through parables mostly. We see similar shadows here in the life of Samson as well. And we see that Christ is hidden, the massacre payment is foreshadowed, and it's all there in Samson's life. Seeing Christ in the Old Testament. Here's Pastor Jessica Stan and today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Now notice what the text says. Hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world. Verse 2. Both low and high, rich and poor together. Do you know what that means? Everybody. Look at verse 3. My mouth shall speak of what? And my meditation, the meditation of my heart shall be of what? Wisdom and understanding is embedded in parables. Look at the next verse. I will incline my ear to a what? I will open my dark sayings upon the harp. Isn't that what we just read in Matthew? Right. This is, that's why Matthew said, as the scripture said, Jesus is the one whose ear is open to the wisdom of God. And he takes that wisdom and shapes it in parable form and gave it to humanity, particularly his own people group. Y'all get that. Because Jesus is using the riddle motif to challenge people. Look at verse 5. And I probably should go back there. Let me go back to verse uh, 4 because verse 5 is the battle. I don't need to deal with that. I will incline my ear to a parable and I will open my dark sayings upon the what? That means he was a musician too. This is what I was telling you last week that Samson and and John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus and a few other characters in Scripture, including David, were really complex persons. Solomon was really complex, wasn't he? You got complex people. And yet David was called the sweet psalmist, was he not? He was the chief of all of the worship of God. He's a prophet, priest, king, and a good guitar player. (laughs) And in his spare time, David would discover lyrics in his soul and write songs. You guys know that. And notice what he's saying. I'm giving my parable in the context of my music. In the plane of music. Again, there's one of those qualities there. You can miss a lot of gospel and good quality music. Unless you just have that skill set. The truth is not always just found in stereo propositional discourse. 
Sometimes it's found in poems and sometimes it's found in hymns and sometimes it's found in all kinds of esoteric modes if God can give you ears to hear. In this case, I'm helping you understand that Samson is intentionally setting these men up because he wants to expose them for not having wisdom. Because when you don't have wisdom, you can't unravel a parable. You guys see that now, right? That's what Psalm 40. And looking now over at Psalm 78, because it would underscore the same thing. Psalm 78 verses one through four. And then we'll keep it moving. I want you to capture this. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the what? words of my mouth. So this is God once again saying to you and I, incline your ears so you cannot know, but what? Learn. Incline your ears so that you can learn. And where are we going to learn from? Torah, the Mishpat, the word of God, the Logos, the Biblios. The Biblios is our wisdom. Is scripture our wisdom? Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is true. You're never going to meet a wise and productive and fruitful Christian who is not solid in the word of God. I just want y'all to get that. You'll meet a bunch of raggedy, shallow thinking Christians. And it's because they spend no significant time either being properly taught or delving deeply into the water of life. Because the water of life is clear. Read Psalm 19. Your statutes enlighten the eyes. They purify the heart. They cleanse the soul. They convert the sinner. Your testimonies are good, right, and just. They are. Have we not found that to be the case? The psalmist said it in Psalm 119. I have seen an end of all excellency, but your commandment exceeds them all. That's his estimation of God's word. And I'm hoping that you get touched by it a little bit today. The one fundamental problem with mankind is the further you get away from the word of God, the darker society is. God's word is our light. It is our lamp. It is our pathway to glory. And where we get away from the word of God, we're going to be confused. We're going to be confounded. We're going to be troubled. We're going to be destabilized. We're going to make bad decisions. We're going to walk in the very darkness that God said he came to penetrate. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So when there's darkness in your life and mine, it's because you and I have made the wrong turn. Woke up without the book and woke up without the key to the book. See, because you can have the book, but if you don't have the author of the book, this book stays closed. Now, I know the author is Jesus. Do you know that? I love it because Revelation 5, verse 5, after John wept that no man was able to open the book, he said, John, stop weeping. The lion of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed to open the book and loose the seven seals. And the reason why you and I can actually have an edifying time in Scripture is because the Holy Ghost is given to us from Christ as a down payment for us seeing him face to face. And between now and then, he shows us his glory over and over and over again. That's what keeps us in our trouble. We're going through trouble down here. Are you going through trouble, saints? And and do you not find that even in the midst of your stormy trials, Jesus walks on the water with you to get you through it? He does. And even when life becomes a parable, Jesus is able to get us through the parable, is he not? All we got to do is wait on him. 
I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. Verse three. Which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. Verse four. I want you to get this principle. We will not hide them from their what? Showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. I want you to capture that. Embedded in the parable are God's praises because of his wonderful works, which he has done. And when you and I are walking in the wisdom of godly parents and godly grandparents and godly teachers, we can pass the parables on down to the next generation so they can know them like we know them. Does that come home, ladies and gentlemen? That is the obligation of the Jewish people who were really true believers to pass Messiah from one generation to another until he came. And he did. And he's coming back again, too. And so this is the importance of what's taking place in our text. So if you want to draw anything out of point number one, ask the question, Lord, do I have the wisdom necessary to comprehend scripture so I can be considered wise in your sight? All right, let's continue with the uh, with the uh, first point so we can work this through. Make the connection between point number one and point number two. So under point number one, the method Christ used to confound them was parables many times. The Jewish leaders were confronted by Jesus' parables, and it, all it did to them was offend them. You guys remember that? Offended them. At best, you know what they would say? I got a feeling he's speaking against us. <laughs> Y'all remember that? And then every now and then the disciples will say, Lord, you offended all the Pharisees. And Jesus says, every tree that my father has not planted will be uprooted by the parable. This is what Samson is doing right now. You know what he's doing? He's exposing the hypocrites at the wedding feast. See, all these people are coming with an external celebration of Samson marrying this young lady. They're called companions. It was 30 of them. You guys remember that? 30 of them. Come on. Come on, Samson. We're going to party and dance. You know, we're going to party and dance. You're getting ready to get married. We're glad to be your partner. We're going to drink and party and enjoy life. And their hearts were not with him. And he knew it. Just like Jesus knew that the people celebrated his power and his gifts, but their hearts were not with him. Even one among the 12. Are y'all keeping up with me? So now watch this under our second sub point so I can keep moving the mystery of Christ hidden. Let your Bible remind you for, with three verses quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. I want your Bible to remind you again, but we speak the wisdom of God in a what? So when we're talking mysteries and parables and we're dealing with enigmatic phrases and we're dealing with deep things, we're talking about the wisdom of God, right? Now, do you guys know who the wisdom of God is? Say it. It's Jesus. And we speak him in a parable. In other words, this is why people can't quickly get the word of God. They can't quickly get the gospel. They can't quickly comprehend everything about our salvation is a mystery. Let me just parent the, uh, put a parenthetical there for a moment. You know what's a mystery? God. You know what a mystery is? Creation. You know what mystery is? You being a human being created in the Imago Dei. Do you know what a mystery is? Sin and transgression. Not a mystery in that we don't know what sin and transgression is. Transgression of the law is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. Rebellion against God is sin. The mystery is why we keep doing it. 
The other mystery is how that God could lay on Christ the iniquity of us all and one holy, harmless, undefiled lamb could suffer in our behalf and God impute his righteousness to us. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a mystery. How you can be declared righteous in Christ while sinful in yourself is a great parable. And God has to give you the key to be able to enjoy what God has done for you. See, these are the wonderful works back in Psalm 78 that's hidden in the parable. Show them to the children to come. Show them to the generations to come. The parable for the children back in that day was more than what we would call catechism because Israel went through the whole sacerdotal process of the sacrificial system. And so the priesthood was revealing Christ all through that system, were they not? Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. The worshiper must bring a lamb when he comes because he's worshiping a holy God, but he's a sinful person. He's bringing a parable. And in that parable is the doctrine of substitution, the perfections of the incarnate son of God and the righteousness of Christ's sufferings given to us. Y'all see that? Those children were taught all those things. This is what we do with our kids in our children's church to teach them the parables. So when they get grow up, they can take the map of God's worldview and place it on the world and see the world for what it really is. Somebody say amen. Take the map of God's worldview, place it on the world, and you now can interpret the world for what it really is. So Solomon, I mean, so Samson, our brother Samson is dealing with an environment that he fully discerned, but they didn't discern him. Sounds like Jesus, right? And notice what it says in verse eight of our text, which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it, they would have what? Not have crucified the Lord Jesus. You know what that means? It means exactly what Christ said in Matthew 13. All these things are done in parables that hearing they might not hear might not uh, understand and seeing they might not comprehend that their sins might not be put away by the mercy of God because they fail to see Christ as the key to the kingdom. That's the reason why the Jewish people kill Christ is because they rejected the gospel and they were found outside of the kingdom. Y'all understand that the stone, which the builders rejected the same has become the head of the corner The church is being built now right in the face of the Neo-Philistines. And Samson, like Jesus, secretly came in and demolished that whole system as he sought a bride for himself. So we're dealing with mission number one. Y'all keeping up with me, right? We're dealing with mission number one. And under point number one, let's get to sub point C because it's simple. I can show you many verses in the New Testament where Jesus is the the revelation of God, the treasure that is hidden in Christ, the mysteries of God hidden in Jesus. You know them. Sub point C, the massacre payment foreshadowed. Look in chapter 14, verse 19, uh, chapter uh, 14, verse 19 uh, of our text. Remember what what happened? Um, let me see here. Am I? Yeah, I'm here. So now what what Samson does, he goes after that they have press this parable out of him via his wife. The text tells us in verse 19, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he went down to Ashkelon and slew 30 men of them and took their spoil and gave change of garments unto them, which what? Expounded the parable. Whoa. 
Now, remember how the parable went? I'm, I'm going to push you into the parable now, show you that the parable was a parable of judgment. And they should have never, ever took up that parable because they didn't have the qualifications for it. First of all, I taught you last week that the parable of the lion with the honey in it was a picture of Christ's sufferings under the wrath of God to put away our adversary, the devil. And out of the bitterness of the cross comes the sweetness of grace that saves our soul. Did y'all get that? You and I have an adversary called the devil to be vigilant and diligent about as well, who goes about to seek to destroy us. But because we're in Christ, our enemy is doomed and we get to enjoy the sweetness of the honey of the grace of God because Christ died for us. And what and what Samson is doing when he goes down to them and render to them the parable, he's asking this question. Do you understand how the honey came to be? And I told you the honey was the word of the living God. The word of God is honey. It's sweeter than the honeycomb. It's sweet to our taste. But it's only sweet, children of God, because somebody had to pay a price. Come under the judgment. Die in order that the word of God might speak peace to our souls and joy to our souls. And and here's what Samson is doing. Samson is bringing the gospel to them in a parable. Y'all got that? And asking, do you understand the gospel of the sufferings of Christ that brings you the savor of God's goodness in the honey that we understand points to the word of the living God? And you and I know they couldn't solve the riddle, could they? They couldn't solve the riddle, but they pretended to. And Samson says, "Okay, since you pretend to solve the riddle, I'm going to pay you. And he goes down to their own company in Ashkelon. And notice what he does. He destroys 30 men. He takes their garments and comes back up to the men who have fraudulently disclosed the parable and he pays them, doesn't he? See, these men don't understand that what Samson has done by going down and slaughtering these men is foreshadowed their own slaughtering. See, they're headed to death. They're headed to judgment because they didn't come to the parable the right way. And this is true for national Israel, too, because Jesus came with all those parables, did he not? And at the end of the ministry, you know what Jesus said to them? Oh, how I wish you had understood this little time you had with me. This is Luke chapter 19, around verse 42. He says, but now these things are hidden from your eyes. I'm going my way and you're going to crucify me. You're going to kill me, but you're going to die in 37 years. Your whole nation is going to be destroyed all because you didn't get the parable. Y'all keeping up with me all because you didn't get the parable. This is the teaching that is being laid out. So what what Samson does when he goes down and destroys these men and brings these garments, all he's doing is destroying the very fleshly nation that he is called by God to annihilate. They're simply receiving the reward of their treachery at the price of their own countrymen. That makes all kind of sense. Y'all caught that? At the price of, in other words, they did not unpack this parable rightly. And what you're about to see is the correlation between a miss appropriation of the opportunity that God had rendered to them in the parable and their abuse of Samson's wife to get the answer and Samson taking that as an occasion to bring judgment on them. 
Under point number number one, sub point three, the massacre payment foreshadowed. We see it again wrapped up in verse 19. He gave them the spoil, the garments thereof, to those that expounded the riddle. And his anger was what? And he went up to his father's house. But Samson's wife was given to his companions, whom he had used as his friend. That's not the best construction of the Hebrew grammar there, but I'm going to help you with it. You cannot, if you understand and enjoy narrative uh, theology, you cannot miss the correlation between the calamity of the parable and the calamity of his wife forthcoming. The correlation is between how the parable was unpacked unjustly and how his wife played a role in it. That is the correlation. So once Samson pays them off, Samson goes home. His wife stays there, and that's a test on her. That's a test on her. We can really learn some things about what I call missed opportunities. So look at point number two. We'll we'll get into this much more uh, analytically here as we work through this. The treacherous attempt at the entering into the kingdom by theft on the part of these companions was that, as I would say, it is called sin because you can't get an understanding of the parable by forcing someone or threatening someone or condemning someone. Remember, they they told her, if you don't help us get this parable, we're going to kill you and your father and burn up your house. Do you guys remember that? Ain't no way you're going to ever get to God using that method. I don't care who you are. See, that's called the works of the flesh. That's what a Philistine is. I told you, an uncircumcised Philistine is nothing but a representation of the carnal man. That's why, see, that's why Manoah and his wife said, Samson, you're going down to the uncircumcised Philistine. Do you know what that means? The natural man can never discern the things of the spirit. You know what that means? The flesh and the spirit are always in antagonism. You know what that means? That means the flesh doesn't ever operate according to biblical principles. It's always hooking and crooking. It's always conniving and manipulating. The flesh will destroy its own self which is inherent in the way in which those men who were supposed to have been Samson's friends at the wedding party said to the woman, hey, we're going to burn you up and your daddy if you don't get this riddle to us. That's why Samson said, you have plowed my heifer. That's exactly right. Now, for those of you who are saying, Pastor, what in the world are you talking about? I'm just telling you what Samson said. Now, see, if Samson had left it there, a bunch of y'all would be kind of like the Philistines outside of the parable trying to figure it out. You would never know it by force of hand. You would never know it by the works of the flesh. You would never know it by your carnal mind. God has to reveal these things to you by a proper key of access of comprehension. The heifer is a young female cow who has never, ever been under the yoke. It's a young female cow who has never, ever been under the yoke and therefore not under the yoke. They're not used to being controlled. 
This is why when God told Hosea to marry that whore, remember that? God then turned around over in chapter four, around verse 15, pull it up. He called Israel a backsliding heifer. Can I teach today? Listen to what it says. Though you, Israel, play the whore, let not Judah offend and come not ye near unto Gilgal, which is where they were committing idolatry. Neither go ye up to Bethaven, which was where they were committing idolatry too. Nor swear the Lord liveth, which means they were committing what is called syncretism. For those of you who don't know those long words, it means taking the truth of God and mixing it with false religion and thinking it can both go together. But what Paul had plainly said was darkness and light cannot coexist. You cannot sit at the table of Jehovah and sit at the table of Satan at the same time. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 10.30 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 6.30. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening, Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace Bible. or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible, and again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.